Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Thank you for listening to this DuPont Media production, available on all major podcast platforms. This is Rod Peterson On Demand. No! Ta-da! I'm living proof, baby. Miracles happen. How about that? You laugh, Alan, but Google's bailed me out of a lot of uh, things. I'm telling you, I had muscle cramps. It said, eat walnuts, almonds, and bananas. I've been, you see, I've been eating them like crazy. No cramps! Who needs doctors when you've got Google? This is the Rod Peterson Show. Welcome, everybody, to a Flame Tech Football Friday. Settle in. Settle in and and get ready for some fun. We got Moose DuPont here in the bunker. How you doing, Moose? Doing well. We got John Frenzy coming up here uh, in block two for the rest of the program today. I got up this morning. I've had a tremendous morning. And I'm like, you know, it's not like I don't feel like going into work, but I feel like I'm ready for the weekend. Yeah, I'm yeah. ready for the fun to start. Yep. So let's just start it now. I'm in. Okay. And um, I see that the comments are pouring in already. Part of the reason this morning was so great. We might as well throw it up right now to our viewers, if you don't mind. I wake up in my inbox, my mentions on Twitter, from Pizza Pops, which I've been in love with since I was about 11. See that? You know what's amazing? You, Rod. (laughs) From Pizza Pops, the verified account. Can you believe it? That's pretty awesome. How about that? Oh, and it goes back to like a month ago where I was just randomly eating pizza pops. I'm like, I'm going to tweet how great these are. That was a month ago? Two, three weeks, maybe a month at the most. But oh, it was I going back you, a ways. I thought the original tweet came this morning. I didn't no! look close enough. No, they just, opened, they just happened to open their Twitter for the first time in a couple of weeks. <laughs> it's all these notifications from me. So it has brought about the poll question today. Let's jump into it right now. For Capital Auto Mall Universal Collision Center, what's the best flavor of pizza pops? Four options. Pepperoni and bacon, deluxe, three cheese, or Hawaiian. And I see somebody yelling Hawaiian back here. Stop it. It's a landslide. (laughs) Yeah. Pepperoni and bacon is a landslide on Twitter with 62%. What are they saying on Facebook? Similar. And a former Pats and Spokane Chiefs goalie by the name of Sean Fleming. Flimwad, who's now a, an eye doctor here in town. He says, man, you got to try the, uh, the Hawaiian pizza pops. I'm like, no. And he's like, no, no, great change of pace. And when you've eaten too much of the other, just try yeah, this okay. for a while. And I'm not ready to move off and deluxe and pepperoni bacon. I couldn't believe, and I can't believe, just looking at the mentions, the comments, how passionate people are about pizza pops. I couldn't, like, I love them too. But I can't buy them because I'll yeah. eat four or five at night in the middle of the night. Um, but, I mean, people dip them in ranch. Some people yep. deep fry them. You bake them. You microwave them. I mean. Many ways to consume a pizza pop. Oh, yeah. Jason in Red Deer's watching. He says, I voted for pepperoni and bacon, but only because bacon, mac, and cheese wasn't on there. Those are really the best. I'll take your word for it. I'm sure it's coming to a Costco freezer near me. Just a more reason why. We're loved in Winnipeg. Like, I might just lock, stock, and barrel move to Winnipeg. 
Um, Mike K writes in, he's watching on YouTube. He says, fun fact of the day, pizza pops were invented in Winnipeg. Yes, in 1962, sold to Pillsbury in 1984. I could go on. I'm a big pizza pop aficionado, but let's get serious. Coming up on the program today, John Frenzy, you hear him laughing off the side of the set. Justin Dunk from Three Down with all the latest CFL news. Paul LaBerge is walking from Lloyd Minster to the sweatpants capital. That's about a what? Five-hour drive? Yeah. He's walking it. And he's joining us today. He's raising money for uh, a sector of mental health. He's going to be joining us today. It's lined up by my good friend Greg Bucky Buchanan, broadcasting legend there in Lloyd. And Ryan McCarthy is joining us from the No, no Credentials Required podcast in New York State, Saratoga, Albany area. There's news out of the Albany NLL team there. So that's who the guests are today. Let's go to the quick six show topics, please, here in the warm-up. Thanks, Director Jordan, because we've already wasted five minutes talking about not nothing, but mostly pizza pops. Let's get serious, because it is a Flame Tech Football Friday. And number one, global draft leftovers. I got to call this up here. Uh, We all know that Jake Ford went number one overall to the BC Lions, the punter from Australia. He thanked us. For the nice words on the show yesterday in the coverage. Yeah. News flash to the TV networks. It's not that hard to do live coverage of a draft. We did it yesterday. Not that hard. Pretty easy. Um, and I'm trying my best to take this seriously. Like the, the Rough Riders here taking German running back Christopher Azila, Norwegian punter Kerry Vedvik, South African kicker John Henry Nell, and Finnish receiver Sebastian Sagni. I'm taking it serious because it's serious to them. But today in the Regina Leader Post, the, the columnist there, Rob Vanstone, the you know legendary post-media columnist, just eviscerated the Canadian Football League, saying this is a joke, it's a waste of time. Former and current players doing the same thing on Twitter. And I'm like, I'm sitting there going, I'm trying to just be positive about the CFL. In a lot of ways, they don't make it easy. And, and then Rob goes on to say, and some media is going along with this joke of a draft, right? Going along with the act. And he gave four or five points of what the CFL should be talking about rather than this. And I'm just like, well, it's nice that I guess I'm not the only one saying it here. RV's joined the train. Where are you on the seriousness of the global draft? Yeah, it's as serious to those guys. So you said, right? You're like, it matters to them. Pretty big day for those guys. And I agree. I think that matters. I think the significance of the draft overall isn't high. I think these players could have been invited to camps and, you know, earn spots in the teams and away you go. Um, But what are we really out by having it? Like, like you're not out anything, but yeah, but the guys, the way I read it on Twitter from the current and former players and even Vanstone's column, it's like it's like the Make a Wish Foundation, like the Dream Kid that gets drafted. You know what I mean? Has no chance of playing. That's it. You know, but we're making a dream come true here by drafting somebody from New Zealand. I know. And when we think about the guys who got drafted, he's probably going to come and kick and be well. Like he might play. He might be the starting kicker, punter. Yeah, like he might have that ability. He's Got the skills. He's played NCAA. So we're seeing some transferred skill sets. And we're hoping this crop of, of um, global players is better than the last year's. But you're right. And he, he talks about the, the rider O'Lyman, 31 years old, sitting on the sidelines, called him an ornamental piece. Statue. <laughs> Statue. Rennie Brasilla. Yeah. Like, that we can't have. 
There's no, that doesn't help. Well, you're going to have it. That's the whole idea of this initiative is they can't play now. But if we keep bringing them in down the line, they'll be trained that they will be able to play. But I got a tip this morning that the Riders' top two picks, and I just read them off, German running back Christopher Azila and Norwegian punter Kerry Vedvik aren't coming because, well, in the case of the punter from Norway, the $54,000, he's like, not worth it. Three-year contract, it's not worth it. Which goes back to the business of the CFL. If you guys can find a way to get the money to the players, we wouldn't have these issues. So it, everything all ties in here, not necessarily good. It's like Vanstone saying this is a joke, but let's talk about what's real here. Are you going to play or not? Are you going to make money? We're told there's a huge CFL leaders conference call Zoom meeting today. Who knows what they're going to talk about? But I guess the crux of what Vanstone's saying and what a lot of people are saying is this isn't what should be your priority right now. And they just want to, hey... Bait and switch, which we've been saying that for a long time. I know. We have. And on the one hand, there hasn't been a season canceled yet. It hasn't been paused officially. It hasn't been delayed. So have your global draft because it's business as usual. But surely you hear the questions on Twitter. Surely you hear the uncertainty from the Players Association. Surely Solomon Elamimian and the association is banging down your door being like, give us some answers. We want to know. Cancel the season already. Push, pause, do something. But if you think you're going to play, it is business as usual. But the fact is, people are asking for answers. We just want some answers. I just, there's no doubt that it just feels like the CFL is trying to distract you with certain things like the global draft and the Canadian college draft when people want answers. And Dunk's going to talk about that coming up next segment on uh, what the latest Ontario sport minister, Lisa McLeod, has had to say about a CFL return to play. Because quite frankly, it's true. If they're not playing, none of this other stuff matters. And everybody knows that. Um, point two was the rider holdouts, the tip that I had today, that those guys aren't interested in coming for what the CFL's paying. So Take that for what you will. Point three, we haven't spent any time on this, and I'll spend some more with Lynch, and I'll probably drop it on dunk two. Trevor Lawrence, the number one pick in the NFL draft coming up next month. Or I guess, no, next week. Whew, time's flying. Flying. Um, he's going to Jacksonville. Did you see his interview this week where he said, he said, I don't have a chip on my shoulder like a lot of the other guys. I don't have a chip on my shoulder. I, I, I'm not... He also said, as far as the Super Bowl, he's like, it's not the be-all and the end-all to me to win a Super Bowl. He's being ripped apart by the analysts for saying that. You don't have a chip on your shoulder? What, winning the Super Bowl at all costs isn't a priority? What? His dad had to come out and say, no, 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 what my kid meant was he's not awards-driven. He drives himself every day, not for the carrot at the end of the stick. Is it a red flag to you? Because it was to a lot of people that he would say this. Yeah, as a football player, it is. I like the quality in the human being. Right, that this is not awards driven. I, you know, the guy who's not driven by money is driven by growing the organization, and 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 yeah. that's the fulfillment. I'm not here to get a paycheck. I'm here to provide good entertainment to you on this show. Um, that's the the motivating factor. But no, no, no. You want to win Super Bowls. You want to be the best in the league. That guy who looks up at number one and says, "I'm coming for you." Yeah. That's the guy you want to be scared of, right? So yeah, it's a little. A little disheartening to see it. It's a little concerning. Ugh! I just voted for pepperoni and bacon by accident. What were you going to vote for? I'm, no, I'm thinking I should have voted for deluxe for the best flavor of pizza pop. I love it. Uh, Clark says I got the right call. Once the, the vote leaves your finger, can I dig in the box? Okay, Thursday NHL leftovers. Uh, watched some of the games last night. Are the Winnipeg Jets the number one team in Canada? 
They beat the number one team in Canada. That must be the number one team in Canada. That was suggested to me By that, that there should be a championship belt going around. And when you're number one, you hold the belt. But the second you lose, that team gets it, right? And becomes the and you got to find out who, who can carry it around. That's what should have happened in the Dub Hub. That's, what, that's where it was suggested to me for the Western League because there won't be playoffs. Of course. Yeah, they're the number one team right now. They just knocked off the Leafs. Okay. Now, the Leafs have won two out of three against Winnipeg. They lost two out of three. How about that? But they didn't win last night. How about uh, that? The Wings clapped the Blackhawks last night. And the only reason I put that in there is because we had the guy writing in from the state saying, hey, Roddy, should I put some change on Detroit beating Chicago? We're like, no. Then they go and do it 4-1. So. And the Wings have won three in a row. We're gonna, our segments for Come On are going to be great. But it's going to be, whatever they say, do the opposite. Do the opposite. Oh, I know. And that's okay, too. Uh, Dustin Tokarski gets the win in goal for the uh, Buffalo Sabres. He's the pride of Watson, Saskatchewan. It's his first win since his father passed away. Watson, Saskatchewan, just up the road. You've been through there, right, Lynch? Sure have, several times. Home of the world's largest Santa Claus. That's right. So I put a Santa emoji on my leftovers. Watson, you, you driven, right? Yeah. yeah. Watson, Saskatchewan. Yeah. You're making me doubt myself. I, no, no. Did I put Watrous? That's what. That's what I'm like. Wait, did he say Watrous or Watson? I said Watson. You think I don't you, know this? No, stuff? I know you know this. <laughs> but I almost said. What's my of, heart rate? I almost said home of the Winterhawks. That's why I was like fact Wolfley. checking myself. That's Watrous. The Watrous no, Winterhawks. Wolseley. Guess it's don't both. Don't get me. Don't get guess, me down. Guess in my, it. Guess it's both. According to my Fitbit, my heart rate's 935 beats a minute. Where's, where's the AED? <laughs> it's actually up to 73 uh, and, and dropping. That's great. Uh, what else? Watson Strong. Taylor Hall got his first. He looked good. Actually, he looks really good for Boston. Even the other night when he didn't score, he looked good. Mm-hmm. And uh, you got to see the highlight of the Crosby goal, which you saw, right? He's burning by the bench with no stick. Trainer gives him this, leans out and gives him a stick, and he goes and scores. That's unbelievable It's stuff. on our Instagram story yep. if you haven't seen it's it. It's on our Instagram story. Go follow it at Rod Peterson Show. Are you ready for the top five, bottom five? I am. It is Friday, of course. National Hockey League top five. Keep your comments to yourself. Number one, Colorado Avalanche. Yeah. No, no doubting there. No doubt. Hottest team in the NHL, winners of nine of their last ten, and the most points. Number two, Carolina Hurricanes. Number three, the Tampa Bay Lightning, who Carolina just beat. Yeah. What, and don't put any stock in the last two nights' results, by the way. But Colorado one, Carolina two, Tampa Bay three, Washington four, even though they got clapped by the Sabres last night. Everybody has an off night, right? That's right. And the Leafs, I still got at number five. Okay. Sorry, I didn't put the Jets in there. It happens. Ready for the bottom five? Yeah. Number 27, the Columbus Blue Jackets. What a shame. I know. Number 28, the Calgary Flames. Tire fire continues. 29, the Anaheim Ducks. I'm sorry to their scout, Bruce Franklin, who's a close friend of ours. They will have better days ahead, but they're not good right now. The 30th team, and I hate to say it, the Ottawa Senators, because they're so exciting to watch every night, but your record is what you are. Who says it, Lynch? Me. (laughs) Exactly. Lynch says it. And the 31st team, nobody argues it, is the Buffalo Sabres. Will they get the number one pick in the draft? That is the question. Hey? Oh, yeah. And my sixth point, uh, quick six, is the weekend, uh, well, is the weekend... Look ahead. 
I see we don't have a hockey game to broadcast till Sunday at 8 p.m. What are you going to get up to besides eating pizza pops and... I am. Yeah, there's still snow on the ground around here, so. I know, right? It's, so there's not going to be much to do. It's going to be great. Um, you know, kick the feet up a little bit. And I think I've got to play some video games this weekend. The, uh, the SJHL, our you know, junior league in Saskatchewan, is having a NHL this 21. Weekend already? It starts today. Wow. I still don't own a PlayStation. So i got to figure out how to get my hands on a PlayStation. Um, they're crowning the best NHL player. They're doing a competition, and it's, it's a fundraiser, so I put my money in to play. But I've never played the game yet, and I don't own a console, so I'm working on getting my hands on a machine, and that's what I'll be doing this weekend. I won't be playing video games, but I'll be watch, watching a lot of hockey, eating pizza pops, and um, NASCAR. Um, Jason and Red Deer says, how are the Flames 28th in a tire fire? They just won three in a row. Because I said so. That's how. My list. Trevor Bazillo in Winnipeg. The Jets are stronger without Wheeler than the Leafs are without Matthews. <clears throat> I'm crossing out the Leafs and putting the Winnipeg Jets in the top. Ooh. Should have done it. <laughs> Should have done it all along. The warm-up is brought to you by the Four Seasons Sports Palace. Order a fabulous Four Seasons pizza this weekend. And your favorite bre- beverage for takeout and delivery, one-stop shopping, call or order online. Four Seasons Sports Palace. I got breaking news from the dub. Just came into my phone, too. Ju- and big news. And Justin Dunk is in next. So we got a lot going on in this Flame Tech Football Friday. We'll be right back. You're watching on Game Plus TV, YouTube, and Facebook Live, and 24-hour sports talk for Suds Full Service Car Wash at rodpeterson.com. Listen live. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You got to subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. This podcast is brought to you by Danette May and Mindful Health LLC, featuring Danette May's top superfood product from her Earth Echo Foods line, Cacao Bliss. Nothing feels better than being able to enjoy rich, smooth, creamy chocolate and knowing you're doing something good for your body. We start with 100% organic cacao beans that are naturally kissed by the sun, maintaining its miraculous health benefits. Then we blend it with turmeric, MCT oil, coconut, Himalayan sea salt, cinnamon and black pepper for the perfect blend to make you feel the best you ever have. The result? Fall in love with a truly decadent, healthy, guilt-free chocolate, removing your cravings, facilitating weight loss, boosting your energy, and reducing your inflammation with one simple drink. Not only that, it's friendly to paleo, gluten-free, keto, vegan, and vegetarian diets. For the last eight years, we have been a leader in the superfoods market and are proud to have served millions of customers worldwide. We're offering up to 15% off when you use code MINUTE at earthechofoods.com slash Minute Media. Follow us on Twitter at May and at Earth Echo Foods. Hey, honey, can you get one of the kids to show me how this Twitter thing works? Honey, I need to get on Instagram. Time for more of the Rod Peterson Show. Welcome back, everybody. Canada's daytime sports talk show continues. This is episode number 465. And we're coming to you from the bunker here in Western Canada. I mentioned that we had breaking news out of the Western Hockey League, and we do. Brandon Wheat Kings general manager Darren Ritchie has been hired by the Toronto Maple Leafs as amateur scout. 
and he's been replaced as general manager of the Brandon Wheat Kings by Doug Gasper. That just came down this morning. Doug Gasper is the former Moose Jaw Warriors director of scouting. Also worked for the Vancouver Canucks, Prince Albert Raiders, and Nippon Hawks. So thank you for the tip from the Wheat Kings on that. They've got a new general manager this morning. I'm getting, I'm just checking. You guys let me know when the Dunkster's ready to go. He's good now? Okay. I just want to say the poll question today for Capital Auto Mall Universal Collision Center is what's the best favor, flavor of pizza pop? I voted pepperoni bacon on twitter but i evened it out by voting for deluxe on facebook so the universe has corrected itself ready to talk football lynch certainly am certainly am. okay pull that mic in i certainly am let's go to southern ontario now and bring in justin dunk from three down nation.com 24 almost 24 hours after the global draft how you doing jd doing well guys what about you well, we're doing great because we're talking football today. We're ready for the weekend. We've got a lot of questions have come in from the viewers for you, Justin. And before we talk about maybe the real news in the Canadian Football League, the most important news, what's your takeaways from the global draft yesterday? Lots of punters, man, to be quite honest. <laughs> Specialists out there. The most intriguing player in the draft to me, guys, was Samus Reyes, who was picked by the Toronto Argos, but was recently signed by the Washington football team for a decent commitment. So to me, that's the main issue with this program. I understand where they're thinking it could lead to, but with the NFL's international pathway program, it's going to take the top-end global players potentially out of the mix. Yeah, that's the tough part, and I got news this morning that the top two Rough Riders draft picks likely won't be in training camp if there is one because of the money's not palatable to them. Um, what does this mean dollars and cents wise for these global players? Is this, is this going to something that's going to permeate throughout these global players? Well, that too, Rod, if you're considering, let's say players from Europe, for example, the Euro was worth much more than the Canadian dollar. So you're going to give up your life over there to come over here and play for $54,000 Canadian. To me, it might not make a lot of sense for every player, but I'm sure there are some players that want to go down the avenue of playing pro football. Justin, John Lynch here. Just uh, wondering one thing. What do you think about this crazy global draft? I mean, to me, it looks pretty silly and not realistic without much of a future. Because the guys, most of the guys they're drafting are 28 to 33 years of age, so they're not going to develop for very much more. I, I just find it a waste of time. It doesn't make sense to me. What, what's your thinking? I'm a little bit there with you, Lynch, and I'll give you a quick example. I played in one of these leagues that the CFL has now partnered with over in Germany. Germany is still, I believe, seen as the top football playing nation over in Europe and maybe even around the world outside of obviously Canada and the United States. So I played in one of those leagues and a lot of the guys on my team were, as you said, older and guys that had full time jobs and did it to be honest, for fun. I was fortunate to go over there, get paid a decent salary, had all my flights covered, had meals, everything, my phone, my car, my place that I lived. We had a gym membership. So it was a fun way as a young kid to go over there, play some football and see the world a little bit. But as for the level of play, it's solid in the first division. And I'm just speaking to Germany. But when you get down in the lower divisions, it really falls off. And the reason that I say it's solid in the first division is because you have imports from other countries playing. 
Most of those are American. I sort of tried to change the narrative as a Canadian. There are other guys that have gone over there before me and after me as well. I got my team, the Starnberg Argonauts, to really like the Canadians. I couldn't wear a C on my helmet, though. It had to be an A, which I didn't like. But just to put it all in perspective, I played in these leagues, so I've seen that, that the age is tilted older. They do love American football in pockets over there. There are fans of the NFL over there that will stay up in the middle of the night to watch games because of the time change. But I'm having trouble seeing that the investment could actually pay off. My thing is take a million dollars and invest that in grassroots football in Canada. And what could you see from that? I think it would be a much better investment. There are more global questions coming in from the viewers. We'll come back on those. Uh, William May is watching in Lloydminster on YouTube, and he says, can anyone explain to me why the CFL asked for a loan the same way they asked a year ago with the same results? I don't get it. Can you lump all of it in? You've been on the story. The federal funding story plus Lisa McLeod, if you don't mind her comments this week, the Ontario sport minister. Where, what this means for the CFL in the future. For sure, and I'll try to tell it as concisely as I can. In terms of the people I've talked to within the federal government, the CFL didn't come and ask for an interest-free loan again, but they did go and ask for what money could be available. The federal government, again, pointed them in the directions of programs that they have out there for every other citizen in the country. There have been some that have been added since last August when the CFL's give us $30 million or nothing in, ter- in the form of an interest-free loan was denied. So there are other programs out there that they could access. They're talking with the federal government about that. There are people that feel like the federal government, on the flip side, hasn't given the league any money. But you look at the Winnipeg Blue Bombers financial report for last year in 2020, they collected over $3 million from the government, 2.9 in the form of the Canadian Emergency Wage Subsidy, which... Montreal Alouette's president, Mario Cicchini, is asking to keep going so that fixed cost or that fixed number can still come in for CFL teams. As it relates to Ontario Sport Minister Lisa McLeod, I was on a media availability with her, asked her the only CFL question she flat out said and was honest about it, that Ontario is not in a position to sign off on return to play. Just Yesterday, that would be Thursday, April 15th, the province announced a single day record high of COVID-19 cases in the province, over 4,700. The modeling looks pretty scary here when you look in the short term. Now, that's obviously modeling and not the real numbers, but it makes a lot of sense why McLeod said, hey, we're not going to risk it and put people out here if we don't feel it's safe to do so. And Roddy, real quickly, people will say, well, the Maple Leafs are playing, the Senators are playing in Ontario and obviously teams across the NHL, but they're testing every single day and have strict, strict protocols. And I don't necessarily think the CFL would be willing to invest to that level to get through on the health and safety side. You take as long as you need because (laughs) we're all following your lead. That's why we brought you on here. And so I guess... Because I, th- oh, I know for a fact we're not talking to the same people, but our, our reporting is similar. We're just talking to different people, I think. What does this mean for a 2021 CFL season? And how are you on the merger talks? We haven't even got into that yet. Or would we ever see an NFL Canada thing? Like, why are we fighting with these guys? So where are you on the future? Well, actually, this season and then past this season for the CFL. 
All right, so we'll start just on 2021. And I think McLeod's comments really show that the season is going to be, let's say, delayed or postponed. There's some in the league that still feel like, well, we could play a full 18-game schedule. I just think as the days go by here and we see the case counts, especially in Ontario and BC, and those seem to be the two outstanding provinces, that the season is inevitably going to be delayed through no fault of the CFL zone. That's the key issue here, Roddy, is that as much as the CFL might want to get back on the field, it's really out of their control. As for the XFL, you keep hearing that there's going to be some sort of an announcement in the future that might clear up some of the details around this. Now, the league knows they're not going to get, let's say, $30 million interest-free from the federal government. So can they go elsewhere in terms of Redbird Capital to help potentially get them on the field in 2021? I've heard, Roddy, that there has been discussions in these XFL and CFL meetings with regards to three downs and four downs. Maybe they play four downs on a Canadian field. Maybe they play three downs on an American field. These are just ideas that are being tossed around because they're exploring every single avenue. As for NFL Canada, I'm going to try to hit all your points here. That's not something that is being discussed right now. I really get the sense that Roger Goodell is looking at Canada and specifically Toronto as a market that they covet, but there has to be a stadium. If there's a way, cough, cough, Larry Tannenbaum, to get a stadium in Toronto, then I think an NFL team could fall. We are hearing the same things, but I'm sure I think we're talking to similar people, but it's the things are lining up. It seems to me that the way that they're going. Now, we've had a lot of comments lately about the CFL playing in America this year. Some guy just wrote in and said, wait, why not go to Yellowknife? Very few COVID cases. Larry in Medicine has said that. It is the testing, as you said, Justin. It's the getting 55-ish players, maybe 45 to 50 per team in a bubble, and paying for that. Plus, the t- they're not looking at the bubble. It's not happening. I've stopped talking about it, but I think people still think that it could happen. It's not happening. It's not. No, I'm with you. I've heard no talk of a bubble whatsoever. Frenzy's got more. No, I've heard from a very reliable source, Justin, uh, yesterday that we won't play football in May or June, but quite probably the last part of July and certainly in August, and we will play football this year. And this is a very top-notch man who you know. I can't give you the name, but he's very certain about it happening. Now, we hear this every day. You go back and forth every day. So what do you think is going to happen? I mean, I'm disgusted the way things have gone so far. And that's the tricky part, Mr. Lynch, is that people have the projections and their best laid plans of when they want to get on the field. And we saw what happened in 2020. Really, the virus is going to guide us because, as Rod and I just said, they're not looking at the idea of playing in a bubble. So that means they want to play in their home stadiums, which means you have to have sign off from every province. And then you need to go to the federal government and so show that you can do it in a safe way. So. Until we get some clarity there in terms of the case counts coming down and the vaccinations really rolling out, then it's hard to put a timeline on anything. The CFL can have an aiming date, let's say, when it might want to kick off. But until we actually get sign off from all the provinces and to go ahead from the feds, then it's really hard to put any certain timeline on a potential kickoff. I got two last questions for you. So we... We just pray that the vaccinations are going to happen. As you know, I've got mine. Lynch has his, but we're old, Justin. Um, but we could, yeah. But we could 
be playing CFL football in 2021. So that part is is exciting. And who knows how many of these global guys are going to show up. We've got a May 4th CFL Canadian college draft. So um, your thoughts on, on if we do get rolling here. Well, the question was from Nelson. How was this year's global draft different from last year's? Did you see a difference in the type of players, the age? What was the difference in this year's draft from last? To me, the quality honestly seems a little bit better, but until one of these players, Roddy, really breaks through and makes an impact, I struggle to see people, let's say down in Australia, goo goo gaga all over a punter being picked first overall. I get the excitement of it, but until they make an impact, and especially the skill positions, then I don't think it's necessarily going to make an impact. I'd like to see us go in a different direction in terms of the CFL draft, the Canadian draft, let's say, and have some sort of mandate where quarterbacks need to go high and be developed. If there is a Canadian quarterback in this league, we all know how much that gets talked about, how much hype that creates. That's something tangible that we know for sure would generate interest in our country. Uh, hey, I promised I was going to ask you this and I almost forgot. Just just spitballing, what's your thoughts on Trevor Lawrence's comments that he doesn't have a chip on his shoulder and he does not, winning a Super Bowl doesn't drive him to win at all costs? How much of a red flag would that be for you and should it be for the Jacksonville Jaguars? We know he's a driven guy and the chip on the shoulder I just don't like as a cliche because Trevor Lawrence has played football his entire life. We've seen how driven he is. He wanted to play through having COVID-19 if they would have let him on the field. The guy is ultra talented. He's potentially viewed as, in NFL circles, a generational type quarterback or a quarterback that only comes around once every decade. So I would have no reservations if I was the Jacksonville Jaguars and Urban Meyer about taking him number one overall. How do you think he'll get along with Urban Meyer? Because Urban says has historically had some problems in, in Florida and in Ohio State with his quarterbacks. But he's been a winner. He's a winner, and that's all there is to it. And that's why Jacksonville hired him, obviously. But, Lynch, he's been a winner at the collegiate level, in the, in the NCAA, and at power schools where, and they don't want to talk about it, you can give out those envelopes, and you can entice those top recruits to come to your school every single year. It's much different in the NFL, commanding that locker room and the respect that you have to have. We see with Bill Belichick a lot, I feel like, in New England. He doesn't always yell, but when he yells, you know he means business. So Meyer really has to prove himself just like Lawrence at the NFL levels. To me, I look at it as they're both rookies going into this situation in Jacksonville. Maybe they're a little bit lucky. It's a market that's not as highly covered as, let's say, New York. But Meyer really needs to prove himself just as much as Lawrence, because as I said, at the NCAA level, especially when you're with those front-running schools, it's easy to entice talented recruits to come to your school every single year, year in and year out. But can Meyer actually do it at the pro level and lead those men who have made that transition from young men to real men playing pro football? We're going long, and I hope you don't mind all the questions, but the fans are enjoying talking to you, Justin. Chad Isaac. Keep yeah, going. You good? Okay. Chad Isaac says, Justin, who do you think will have a better season, Fields, Jones, or Lawrence? Can I tweak that and say who will have a better career, Mac Jones, Justin Fields, or Trevor Lawrence? Ooh, well, we're not even talking about Zach Wilson in there. Yeah, <laughs> he's not even in. Well, the Jets are going to kill him, so probably ruin his career <laughs> like they tried to do with Sam Darnold. All of them. Who's going to end up being the best out of all that bunch, out of those four? 
to me, I look at the situation that they potentially walk into, and I think we make the mistake of obviously with Trevor Lawrence looking at him, as I just said, this once in a decade type player, because Jacksonville doesn't necessarily have the people around him that you would want. Cause I said, Meyer needs to prove himself and the playmakers around. So whoever the quarterback is, I think that goes to the San Francisco 49ers teams up with Kyle Shanahan there and John Lynch. We've seen the roster that they've been able to build with Jimmy Garoppolo will have potentially the best career out of all of these quarterbacks, whether that's Mac Jones or Justin Fields, there's been some speculation that maybe they really like Trey Lance, but they traded up to that spot at number three to pick a quarterback. So I think it's less about the talent. And you mentioned it, Zach Wilson going to the Jets just seems like they're going to ruin him because they're going to play him right away. I don't understand why they traded Sam Darnold away, to be quite honest. But anyways, I think it's whoever the quarterback goes to the 49ers. Uh, YouTube viewer Hussey's Huddle says, Dunk is the best. Well, we agree, Hussey's Huddle. Uh, Justin, we are out of time, unfortunately. Thanks for this. I'm loving your coverage at Three Down. Keep it up. Or as we've affectionately called it around here, Three Dunk Nation. I hope you don't mind. Uh, thanks for joining us, Justin. Thanks, thanks very much, Justin. Appreciate you guys. Lots of us on the site, but, man, appreciate keeping locked to it. And, Roddy, you've been doing a great job yourself over there with the RP Show. Thank you, buddy. Uh, the CFL's top insider, Justin Dunk, joining us from 3downnation.com. We'll be back with a sports update, viewer takeover. Lots coming uh, up today. It's a Flame Tech Football Friday on Game Plus TV, YouTube and Facebook Live, and 24-hour sports talk at rodpeterson.com. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Did you know you can catch all the best moments from the show on all our social media platforms? Now, back to the studio with Rob. Welcome back, everybody. We're going to turn it over to the viewers in a second, but first, a sports update. Nikolai Ehlers and Kyle Connor both scored twice as the Winnipeg Jets beat the Toronto Maple Leafs 5-2 at Scotiabank Arena. Winnipeg is now just three points behind Toronto. For first in the Scotia North Division, the Jets were playing the second of a back-to-back -back after securing a season split in the nation's capital against the Sens. They finished their five-game road trip at 4-1. and one. Hence the question, are they the top team in Canada, the Winnipeg Jets? It's a trick question because it doesn't matter who's the top team in Canada right now. You know that, right, Lynch? That's right. But they are a surprise team. Oh, uh, I don't yeah. Think yeah, they are. Anybody figure they'd be up there? You know who is also a surprise team? The Calgary Flames. Oh, very much so. The other way. For how crappy they are. Yeah. In the dub hub. Rhett Reinhardt recorded his first career hat-trick, and Cohen McGinnis stopped 20 of 21 shots as the Saskatoon Blades beat the Regina Pats 4-1. Pats have dropped three in a row without their rookie superstar, Connor Bedard. Maximilian Paddock kicked out 45 shots, including 21 in a lopsided second period as the Prince Albert Raiders handed the Warriors of Moose Jaw their third straight defeat 2-0. Uh, Sebastian Casa stopped all 30 shots he faced while staying undefeated in 12 starts. The Edmonton Oil Kings blanked the Lethbridge Hurricanes 4-0 in Leth, Vegas. Drew Sim only had to make 16 saves for his first career shutout, and Justin Sordiff scored the first of four straight goals as Vancouver blanked Victoria 4-0. Jacob Junis ran his consecutive scoreless streak to 14 innings as the Royals staked him to a 7-run lead and a shaky Kansas City bullpen held on for a 7-5 victory over the Toronto Blue Jays. Vladdy went deep, and he finished a triple shy of uh, hitting for the cycle, as a matter of fact.
The Ottawa Blackjacks of the CEBL announced today the signing of six-year pro and first-ever CEBL draft pick Joel Friesen, six-foot-five guard from Abbotsford. He's played 216 games as a pro in Canada and the Ukraine, and he played collegiately at the University of Alberta and the University of Fraser Valley. I can't wait for the CEBL season tipping off end of May, start of June. This sports update for the Tap Brew House and Drive Through Liquor Store and for Red Bull Canada. Red Bull gives you wings. Oh, I know. I, you missed it off the start. Shooters Shoot Basketball Podcast is watching, and he says the Red Wings won 4-1 last night. I know. They clapped the Blackhawks, and I am apologize. I hope you put money down on it, and I hope you won some money on your Detroit bet. The uh, Wings have won four in a row. Jim, uh, three in a row. Jim Wagner writes in on the Prairie Mobile text line, and you can too at 306-840-8777. Prairie Mobile is your authorized SAS Town Mobility dealer. He says, happy football Friday, all. Always worth waiting for Friday to see Papa John. That's you. (laughs) And he says, great poll question. The poll question is, what's the number one flavor of pizza pops? (laughs) Pepperoni bacon, deluxe, Hawaiian, or three cheese? And running away with it on uh, Twitter and Facebook is pepperoni and bacon. But I voted for pepperoni and bacon on Twitter, deluxe on Facebook. So I got it all covered. John Frenzy's here, Hall of Fame Rough Riders broadcaster. Lynch, what did you take away from the Dunk interview? Uh, Confusion. Things are not set up the way we should be. Uh, Still nothing settled. Big conference today. Wonder what's going to happen today. That's one a week, isn't it now? Big conference? I have no idea. Yeah. it's just not settled. It's not settled at all, and it's debatable whether we're going to have all nine teams in. That's the, I don't think we will. So it's going to be a compromise choice, a compromise situation. I didn't get too enthused about it. My call last night was a much more enthusiastic one. Uh, that was two nights ago you got that two call. Two nights. Oh, you're right, two nights ago. From a secret source, yeah. but a big-name source. That's right. Who he guaranteed you the CFL would play this year, right? Yep. I just, I just don't know. I'm just, I'm being honest here, which I always am, and I just, I don't know how you can guarantee it. Like for instance, every night in our house, when my wife goes to bed, I put it on channel 24, which is, which I affectionately call the COVID channel, <laughs> for my wife, and she goes drifts off to sleep. When I go downstairs and finish my blog and do everything that I hadn't done for the day. And last night, I guess it would have been about 10 o'clock, I think, ish. Lisa LaFlam, CTV News said, the worst day of the pandemic ever. Peak COVID numbers in Ontario. And she ain't lying. She's not lying, right? Nope, tell the truth. But I'm like, you, there's a, it feels like a hint of sensationalism there, the way she delivered it. Yeah. But I'm like, why... How are we sitting here talking about a season with it's getting worse? She's like, it's at, a, it's at the worst stage in 13 months, the pandemic right now, the worst stage. I have the difference to- is now we have vaccinations we didn't a year ago, but how are those being handled? Go ahead. I talked to people in Alberta the other day, and they're in the same situation we are in Saskatchewan. It's the worst it's ever been. So, yeah, it's not good. Not good. I mean, they're far away from settling and stopping and having a quiet time and returning back to Norm. Norm's a long way away. Where is he? (laughs) Negative normies. Uh, William May and Lloyd Minster says, you can say we're playing, but the government can stop everything. Well, isn't that the $64,000 comment? 
And that's why to talk about positional groups and power rankings at a draft just feels like so much make-believe to me right now. And it's cool that the teams execute daily business, but I'm just not buying into it until I can see them on the field. That's all. Listen, when we come back, we got a lot of American viewers. Harry Schlitz, can you please tell me where you are watching from, if you don't mind? He's an American who loves the CFL rules and loves the CFL, and he has some thoughts on where we may be going in terms of a merger. Thank you, Harry. Let us know where you're watching from, if you don't mind. We'll be back with Viewer Takeover. You're watching the RP Show, Flame Tech, Football Friday, on Game Plus, YouTube and Facebook Live, and 24-hour sports talk at rodpeterson.com. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Send us your opinions now. We won't victimize you unless you really deserve it. Now back to your host, Rod Peterson. Welcome back, everybody. Flame Tech Football Friday. Flame Tech is your industry leader in combustion services. Harry, uh, American viewer watching on YouTube, I asked him, where are you watching from, Harry? He says, Fort Worth, Texas. And isn't that something I just... Fantastic! Fort Worth. I uh, was just listening to George Strait. Does Fort Worth ever cross your mind on YouTube the other day? Just hitting up some of George's greatest hits. How about that, Um, Okay, so we're sitting here. Harry, you got to tell me how you found us. Harry Schlitz. He says, how's that stadium happening? How's it going in Halifax, by the way? Uh, it ain't. That's the quick answer. Um, Nelson, our VP of Sim Events, Nelson Hackowitz, in this viewer takeover segment says, in that same breath, it's been great. Between the RP show, the XFL Mark cast, Canadian football perspective, and a few other podcasts, this is probably the most coverage the CFL has gotten since what? Johnny football? Continent-wide, Yes. I wrote this down because I didn't want to forget it before the break. If the CFL is upset at any of my reportings or anybody's reportings about the XFL potential merger or what's going on, I don't know how they can be. And nobody's called me to rip me, although I turn my phone on and see there's three voicemails there. They're probably all from you, Lynch. But I, don't, I check my voicemails once a week. Maybe somebody's mad at me. Maybe somebody's mad at me. I don't know. But, John, what did they expect was going to happen when they dropped this? Merger, this col- they didn't drop merger, this collaboration idea between the CFL and XFL, and we really haven't heard from them since. What did they think was going to happen? Uh, C- Canadian Football League fans would be just shocked by it. Up shocked. And that's what's happened. Shocked, ticked off. Some are happy about it. They could be great. Hey, I got to be honest with you. A lot of people like to think it's great. The younger guys, the old guys like Lip and me and, and, and uh, Shepard, we, we want to say the way we are. We love our Canadian Football League, but you can't. Be like that and never change in any, any aspect of your life. I know that. But um, I would say they would accept it if it's going to happen. If they know it's going to happen, they'll support it and hope it turns out well. Because we want to keep that stadium going, eh? we got a beautiful, fantastic stadium right there, as I've told you before. And yeah. it's only been around for well, it's four years now. It's only been in a- action for two. So, I mean, we got to really do something to get that place busy. That's why I haven't, that's why I'm really surprised that more of the top business people in Regina and the government haven't put forth an extra special effort to get this league going because... But this, they can't. It's out of their control. Well, it's out of their control. And from Nelson, he says, I agree with Lynch. Usually, 
With CFL News, the public is guided down a path where you can see the end of the road. With the CFL, XFL, the pandemic, the roads are all winded, and it's impossible to form any sort of educated opinion. So the CFL leaders don't know where it's going. The government doesn't know where it's going, so they can't say. But this is daily my opinion, and I'm not going to try to snow you. I can't speak for the others in terms of getting you to buy tickets, getting you to buy merchandise, getting you to do this or that. I'm gonna I'm gonna go get vaccinated. I'm gonna you know talk to these sources and report what I'm hearing. But I'm never gonna lie. But that's just me. Next hour, Paul LeBurge will join us and Ryan McCarthy will continue the discussion going coming up after this break. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. For more Rod Peterson On Demand, visit rodpeterson.com. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.